Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. Many organizations today are trying to win a design battle to stay relevant. In addition to this, recent trends shows that more and more mid-sized and large product companies are gaining their momentum. However, like any corporate environment, being a part of a large organization comes not only with perks but also with challenges. Today, the team has a special guest, Drew Brown, and we will be discussing about life as a corporate designer. So let's get it. What is going on, Drew? Want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name's Drew Brown. Uh, I currently work for uh, what we in Northern Virginia call Beltway Bandit, which basically is to say a government contractor. Uh, I've been doing graphic design, I guess, for about three and a half, almost four years now. Uh, and one of the most interesting things I would say about my job is that for a 350 person company, I'm the only graphic designer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what led you into the design field? Like originally, uh, failure actually. So I went to, uh, George Mason university the first time and graduated in 2012 with a degree in 3d animation and was having a lot of trouble getting into the job industry. I was kind of idealistic and naive. I was trying to go for game design. I was applying for, you know, a lot of the big companies that I knew and love and wasn't really applying for small things. I wasn't applying for like military simulation jobs, but it ended up with me just sort of burnt out and working at FedEx office for two and a half years in their print center. And then finally, my mom let me know that George Mason had a post-baccalaureate certificate program where you could basically just take like six or eight classes, uh, sort of retool yourself with a new skill, but not have to go all the way back to college. Uh, so I was able to jump in and do uh, their graphic design program in about a year and a half and was able to make myself a lot more marketable. And I found the years of experience I'd had wanting to get a good job, but not really being able to figure it out really helped my work ethic a lot. Right. Is 3D harder to get into than graphic designs, like just in general? Yeah, I would say so for two reasons. Uh, one, a more obvious reason and one sort of like a subliminal kind of thing. So it's obviously a lot more technical. Um, and, you know, you have to, the software is more intensive. It's harder on your computer. So you have to have a really good computer that can run stuff. Uh, a lot of the software is really expensive. Uh, you can use Blender. Blender now is really good. It wasn't as good back in 2010, 2012. Um, you pretty much had to go with the Autodesk stuff like Maya or 3DS Max. And there is a really good free mm. three-year student license that you can get. But past that, I found once I graduated, I couldn't use that anymore. And it was really expensive to buy my own license. So I couldn't like continue to make my own portfolio work and stuff. Um, so beyond just sort of like the gate, the barrier to entry, Versus like 2D, I feel like is a lot simpler. But the other problem is that, and what I really liked about graphic design is you can make something and you can make it pretty quick and you can be happy with it. And you can show it to people and people can be like, wow, it's really cool. And you can get that sort of like serotonin boost where you're like, wow, you know what? I took an afternoon today and I made something and I showed it to people and they really liked it and I really liked it. And now I can make something else. Whereas in 3D, I mean, you could spend like 10 or 20 hours just making a character model in a t-pose with no texture and it looks like garbage and you don't want to show somebody like look i made this character and they're like wow that looks like uh pixar did in the 70s 
but with no color like it's just this gray little man like good good job you know so like it's it's really easy to get discouraged and like i found myself really having trouble with imposter syndrome uh and with graphic design it's a lot easier to kind of like keep it moving and and get that reinforcement you know like Mm -hmm. i can knock out a couple projects in a day my my boss will be like yeah good job you know these things are done now i really appreciate that whereas like in 3d you're like all right i'm working on this for like three weeks i hope i'm doing a good job Mm -hmm. They'll be knocking that uh, gray, yeah. no skin character because in Shutterstock they have that. They have that dude for I know. sale. I know. And now, yeah, you are, just buy assets now. I think you, even game companies they don't model a lot of their own stuff anymore, unless it's like Overwatch. You want a specific character, but like I heard from a friend that like Horizon Zero Dawn, they just paid like a Chinese company to build the entire world for them what? with like stock assets. Because like, are you really, really going to notice that like that wow. tree looks different than that tree in the other game? You know, like that is true. It would take you forever to build that one of these giant games with your own models. But they're like they're like a preset. <laughs> are you? <Yeah. laughs> you just bought a preset. Yeah. And then you paid someone else to do it. Are you are you doing mostly are you doing mostly um like like photo like are you doing photo manipulation illustration uh layout like what 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 work would you say is your most often definitely layout in the office. Uh because again as one person I need to be as efficient as possible. And so you have to think like bare minimum in terms of like what I can provide to marketing, which in turn is what marketing provides to sales and sales brings in the money. So at the end of the day, if I can spend an hour and make three graphics for social media, it doesn't matter if I use a stock image, as long as it has the message that we need, you know, and it's in our branding and it's in the right size and it's in the right layout. It's got the right logos. It's got the right sponsorships on it. Um, so more often than not, you know, we just grab like a stock image that we've probably already used for a couple months ago, or maybe we grab something new off of iStock. Um, every once in a while, I'll do something really minor, like recolor it. But for the most part, it's like, all right, this kind of gets mm-hmm. the general message that I want. I'm going to throw the text in there, you know, put it up to brand standards and then ship it out. Cool. But that's before we get that deep, what's like, what's the difference between like corporate design and just your regular branding design is there like a big difference is there what's a big what's the biggest difference do you think by branding design you mean like agency like general branding like let's say for small smaller companies and stuff like that or if you're if you're a freelancer instead of working for a big company right so the the big thing for me i would say for corporate and part of that is just because of how we're structured and we're structured a little differently, I would think, than a lot of organizations um, is, is the approval cycle. So like if you're freelancing, you know, usually you have like one point of contact and then they might have a, a director or something that they need like a final sign off on, or maybe not even that you just work with a contact and plug and play. Um, whereas we, depending on what it is, uh, we do a lot of marketing for our clients and then we do uh, marketing for ourselves and then there's a lot of in-between areas so if it's marketing for a client then it depends on the client some clients are like you know what um i i guess let me take a step back and and go into kind of what we do as a business real quick so basically we sell stuff to the public sector um so we sell stuff like federal government state and local government education and then some healthcare too uh, we take pre-existing IT software and we, on behalf of those people, so let's say like 
Microsoft, for example, like they make a ton of different software, way more than like Microsoft 365. Like they do Teams, they do Azure, they do all sorts of stuff. So we'll take their stuff and sell it to the public sector and they'll pay us to do that because it's such a pain in the butt to sell to the public sector because there's all these different regulations and you have to be recognized by the government as a contract holder and like you have to tool your finances a certain way and all this stuff. Um, So we have a whole bunch of different IT clients that we sell their stuff for. Uh, And part of the deal of us selling them or selling their stuff is that we'll also do free marketing for them a lot of the time. Uh, So we'll do marketing for them and then also marketing for ourselves. And then like, you know, under normal circumstances, there's trade shows and stuff like that. And even now there's a lot of virtual events. So like we'll do a virtual event and there will be like 12 sponsors And then depending on the client, sometimes I'll have to do something and then we'll approve it internally because it's got our brand on it. But then we need to go to all of the different clients and get it approved. But I'm not the one who interfaces with those clients. Um, So it's, it's kind of like jumping through hoops, depending on, you know, what you're working on. But the big advantage of being a corporate designer uh, is that you, you kind of know how all these things work. So, you know, like, okay, if I'm working with this client, they're not too worried about what we're posting on social media. So now I know I can just bust this out. And the only person who I need to get to approve it is my marketing person who works for my company. And they're, you know, they may be a little less visually inclined and they're not really worried about it. So I know I don't really need to spend the time on this. As long as I think it looks good, they'll think it looks good and we're done. Um, Whereas other times it's like, okay, these guys are requesting I make something in their brand. So then like, I need to go into their brand guidelines and like actually kind of subsume myself a little bit and figure out what they're looking like. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not that I get to the, the variance of all the different stuff that you might at like an agency, but it's, it's different in that how I interface with my coworkers and like how approvals work. And like, you know, I, I get a little bit more and I can kind of force myself into more of like the strategy and stuff like that. So like I get to sort of throw my weight around to be like, if you're doing point per click ads, I think you should make them this way. And I think the copy should be this. And that's kind of like my prerogative that I've been pushing. So you get, you get freedom in different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like the agency where you have like, okay, I make this thing and then I send it to my traffic manager and then they send it to this person. And then I kind of wait a couple of days and it comes back to me. It's funny. Cause it sounds like you guys mm-hmm. are almost kind of like an agency and that you guys kind of will market to other people like market for other people, but you're the only designer at this. Uh, yeah. We call ourselves the, the ghetto that. agency because our, <laughs> our Marcom group is like three people. We have a, a social media and like PR and writing person. And then me and then my manager who also does like PR and writing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the, the marketing department because we're, we're like the marketing communications and then there's marketing operations. And then there's like 10 people that are basically just like client reps that do the marketing for all these different clients, but they don't like build things for the most part. So the work, the workflow is more like a hierarchy, would you say in a corporate design environment? And I would say lately, especially since the pandemic started, it's been a lot more problem solving and a lot less designing. Um, I mean, we have a general look for a lot of things, um, and people aren't really looking to reinvent the wheel a lot of times. So like I said, like I make a lot of social graphics, I make a lot of like Google ad type graphics. 
and there's there's generally especially with the really small size sized like ads and stuff there's kind of like a flow or like a template if you will where it's just like all right my cta button's going to go here my logo's going to go here and my text is going to go here and if you have more elements than that i can't even fit them in there so you kind of need to rework it and we're going to make it work um so there's a little variance but it's it's a lot more about the strategy of the asset than it is about, you know, like I'm going to make the best graphic that I can. So do they consider you as like marketing department? <laughs> Not even like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, so who is the client? That's the first question. I want. Is it, is it you, your boss or is it your it the stakeholder the, like Microsoft or something? It depends. Um, so sometimes it depends who asks for it. Uh -huh. So sometimes, you know, the client will be like, Hey, I came up with a new product. I need to promote the new product. And every once in a while, they'll be like, here's the graphic. Cause we're promoting this anyway. You know, we, we made Azure or oh, just going to keep using Microsoft. We made Azure 8.0. We already made a zillion graphics. Here you go. Just resize it to whatever you need to do with it. And then we'll do that. Um, sometimes they'll, They'll have a product, but they feel like their communication is B2B and doesn't really work for the public sector. You know, it doesn't speak to government people. And so then like, maybe I'll rework it. Um, we'll reword it. We'll add new stock imagery, whatever. But then sometimes we do like corporate campaigns. Like we have a huge company-wide push for the end of the federal fiscal year because uh, the government's got to spend all their money. And so then we'll do a ton of like our own advertising for our own brand so that people will come to us to buy their stuff. And so then in those cases, my stakeholder is my director and sometimes uh, the president of our company. And, you know, we'll present that to them because it's not really for a client. Mm, that's funny. That's that's very interesting because for for my job, I think it's closer to uh, I think that that because technically my job is also corporate um, right yeah, now, you're internal, right? I feel like, yeah, I'm internal. So I'm working on the internal team. I'm doing all of that. You know, I'm doing all of the company graphics. I'm not working for other clients. Um, but what I am doing is I'm in the, the thing is like the difference between our companies is that yours is 250 people mm -hmm. and mine is like 50 people. So it's even like, even in some, in some ways it's even more in, I, I want to call it, it's kind of cozy. Cause like everybody kind of knows everybody. Um, it's, it's almost like, uh, a, almost, I want to say almost like a friend group. Cause, um, all the people in my company are very young too. So it's, it's interesting how I have to get, I'm, I'm in a lot mm -hmm. of the decision-making meetings. So I'm also doing a lot of these meetings on top of doing design. Um, so you probably do a lot more design than I do actually on the day to day. It That's depends on the day for sure. Um, like today I had probably like four hours of meetings and then just like crunched like crazy in the afternoon. But so I don't know how you feel, Jonathan, mm. but like you, I know you work on like big projects, you know, like you're not sort of like in the nitty gritty, mm -hmm. like knocking at individual assets. So even though you're like an internal creative person, you probably feel like you have a decent amount of freedom because you're like, okay, you know, I'm working on the website or I'm working on the app and like, you know, it needs to be successful and we have a vision and we have, certain things that we know we want to make accessible and certain styles or mm -hmm. whatever, but like you can kind of decide what that feels like. Right. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, okay, let me ask you a question. Did you design your, your company's like brand guideline style guide? Man, it's complicated. <laughs> so we, we, I won't get into it cause you're going somewhere, but at, at this current juncture, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I had to do a lot of that kind of um, bigger kind of larger mm-hmm. decisions for branding for my company. And um, are you the only yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. graphic designer? I'm, I'm wearing a million hats. So yeah, I would just say visual designer because I coded the website mm-hmm. designed. Um, I designed all the assets for it too. I was very strict. I was like, I don't want to use like stock assets because our color palette, we actually do have a creative director, but he's doing more like app based stuff and I'm doing yeah, a lot of other things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to go, I, I try to, I, I really enjoy taking on large projects and then getting going from like the higher, the highest up parts, like creating the user experience, getting the flows down, all of that, but then also doing the low parts, which is like, like, how's this graphic going to look? Does it look on brand? Does this work? All of that. So let's digress back to like, um, Drew, like, you know, how, how do you like find the professional development, um, as a designer in a corporate, um, scene, like, because this is like one thing that most audience design audience would probably like ask, you know, they don't want to get stuck in a rut. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if, if let's say you're just by yourself as a designer, you're not being exposed to other designers. Right. So is there like any outlet that, um, you go to, or any mentors that you reach out to just for like, you know, for, for sake of, um, professional development and just to improve yourself. Right. So I feel like I'm in a weird bucket for this, but ever, ever since I graduated, I keep getting jobs in marketing departments. Uh, and I really find myself gravitating towards marketing. Um, and this could probably be its own podcast because I can soapbox here, but uh, <laughs> go on ahead. I so it, at <laughs> at its like at its lowest level, graphic design is like, all right, I got to do shapes and I got to do colors and I got to do topography and like I'm gonna make a thing and then you can see it. Uh, and I feel like the next step above that, like the big brain plays, you're like, oh, but it's all about UX. It's really about UX because ultimately somebody's looking at your thing and they have like a takeaway. And so like you want to help like make sure that they get that key takeaway and that they get it with like the feeling or like the ease or the simplicity that you want them to. And then I feel like the big brain play above that is that's just marketing. Like marketing is about like selling a message and like making people understand your brand and making people get this like feeling and like being able to like pull in that data and like really analyze it and then like react and then like change your tactics and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like I started as just like a graphic designer because of my my previous background. Like I was already doing visual stuff. So it was easy to be like, all right, I'm just doing 2D now. Uh, and then I kind of got into Cue marketing and I was like, okay, yeah, UX is actually really important. And like, I need to start thinking about this stuff. And like, you know, how somebody's going, how somebody's eye is going to go down this graphic. And like, first I want them to see the logo so that they know it's me. So then like they see everything after that, it's like brand attribution, you know, like if you see AWS, 
And then everything after that, you're like reading through your AWS brand lens. So like, you know, you're kind of like getting some free extra messaging in there that you don't even have to type in. And then like, you've got your message and then you've got your call to action or whatever. But like marketing is like a step beyond that where it's like, okay, yeah, you have this graphic and like you're putting it on social media, but how is that going to affect everything else? Social media is just one part and your graphics, just one part of social media. So like, it's like the next step beyond. So like, I, it's weird because I don't have a lot of graphic designers to talk to. I mean, I talk to Ernest every once in a while about stuff. Um, and I was in like a discord server for a while trying to surround myself with other designers, but a lot of them were kind of young and like, they were just interested in making cool logos to put up on, uh, you know, like dribble and stuff like That's that. That's the like design were, dream. Yeah. Like, they're just like, <laughs> I want to make cool shit. And I'm like, but your cool shit doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything. Like it's right. not marketable. Like, it's not sellable. The yeah. What's really interesting to me about a logo is like, okay, you have an idea and I'm going to make this perfect thing for you. And like, if you're just making mm -hmm. pictures and putting them on dribble, then like, that's not really a logo to me. Um, this is like, it's lacking everything underneath it. So I'm, I'm kind of like immersing myself with all of my coworkers who are all marketers and like trying to like, I took a marketing class at Nova last year over the summer. And like, you know, I'm trying to go to like webinars and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm hoping one day my professional career will kind of land me like in the middle somewhere where maybe I can be like a creative director and it's like, okay, I'm going to sit with marketing and like we together are going to figure out how to do this and then I'll relay it to my team, you know? Right. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. I, I definitely like the way that you were explaining how design is definitely like graphic design definitely, um, is just execution and then you've got the ux above that which is so it's like a subcategory of that um which is like actually problem solving like understanding the user and then like you said marketing on top uh, do you feel like design like graphic design is going to become um kind of outdated do you think that it's going to move more towards ux and like graphic design will just become a function of, of, of a ux kind of designer because we didn't really learn problem solving, like the proper like user experience way when we were in college. Do you think that it's going to like, like it's the funny. degree I was just talking with somebody this morning. Uh, I know at least the three of us, Tim, I don't know if you ever took uh, Don Starr's advertising class at Mason. No, but I love Don Starr. <laughs> Shout out to Don. That's my <laughs> Shout favorite. Shout out to Don Starr. That's my favorite professor. <laughs> Don. Shout out points. to Mason, oh, SOA. Extra points. We lost extra sleep point. in SOA. <laughs> but I was just talking to my boss about this, who's who's a marketing person. Um, and I was like, you know, I had this advertising class. And at the time, I feel like there was a lot of good information in that class. And I just, I didn't know how to consume it. Because like you were just saying, Jonathan, like all these classes, it's like, all right, how to design something that's not garbage. So like you start with like typography and then you go into like some other areas and stuff like that. And like you work through magazines and you work through branding. Uh, and then eventually you, you end up where you can just kind of like take whatever class you want. Um, and we took advertising and right off the bat, he's like, all right, you have to come up with a catchy tagline. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. None of my classes prepared me with like how to interest people in my graphic. I just was learning how to not make garbage. Uh, it's great. Right. 
it's funny because throughout my Mason like um, experience, they always say, "What are you? What is a graphic designer?" And they will be like, "I remember like uh, Paul, since he was like one of my, the first professor that I was um, exposed to. He mm-hmm. was like, you're a problem solver." Then after that, everybody's like, "Just what are you?" It's like you they're they're ingraining that you're a problem solver, but it's almost like what kind of problem am I solving, right? Like what is the um, um you know like the pathway into solving this problem they say like yeah you know like keep it simple i'm like that doesn't like really answer my question <laughs> but in my mind it's like there is yeah. a process to the madness you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was not well, until i took Reese's class actually um graphic um tim and i were in that class <laughs> where it kind of like opened up my mind further into like this oh okay so that's that's what they're talking about i i learned it now in my 400 class where when the whole like <laughs> college experience is about to end it's almost like a movie you know like going was, to that was, like question. it was app design right yeah yeah it was the uh app, desi- app design it was ux um design right class. so was- there was a lot of research there was a lot of uh surveys that went into it but i feel like graphic design is like like the base it's not like oh, it's going to be obsolete or anything. It's like almost like you need it as like a foundation to grow into UX, right. corporate, yeah. whatever, other design. You have to go but you got to know the, like, the basics, the fundamentals. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. I think it is right. because like graphic design it's, is not going to yeah. like, to me, graphic design it won't, won't, won't go obsolete. It'll just transition more into visual because graphic is visual. And that's what literally what they try to teach you how to have an eye for design, right? Because yeah, you can right. execute it, but if you don't package it like as well, like that that's what that's everybody can have like let's say the same like research involved into the same thing. Kind of like how Apple does it with their their computer and stuff. And even Apple's computer, I, I would say it's not even like the best. Like I have a PC for a desktop. I do have a Mac as a, a laptop, but that's that's a different story. But Ooh. but in a way, the, the, the reason that a, some people gravitate towards Apple is because of the cl- clean aesthetics that they, they do present, even though it's it's a lot more money to get like those iMacs. <laughs> Same technology, older technology. It is older but technology, packaged better. But it is packaged older, a little better. Older technology, packaged way better. But yeah, like you said, um, yeah. I mean, graphic design is probably gonna be called something else in the future. But what you learn is always gonna be the same thing, right? They're gonna I, start I you so. off with the same yeah. thing: mm-hmm. typography, editorial stuff like that. Oof! It's, don't don't yeah. remind me about editorial. <laughs> <laughs> But I love I, editorial. I feel <laughs> my god. Do you do you do editorial now, Tim? No, but editorial is very beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. It teaches you like page layout, basically. Yeah. If you don't have a grasp of that, then you can't really design like a brochure, like or anything like that. Yeah, it's like one of the fundamental building blocks. Right. Yeah. You know what's funny? I think that's the hardest thing to learn. Editorial. For a newbie. Cause like yeah, I think I think layout is like the hardest thing for for young designers to learn. At least I felt like that for yeah. Uh, it felt Mason. like you know like I feel um, like every subject has that that point where it's like all right, this is where you decide if you're gonna do this or if you're gonna quit this major and find another one. That was the class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a tough class and like for sure. whether or not <laughs> it, it you was had a senior an book. It was it was editorial. 
whether or not you had the ex-military drill sergeant as your teacher, you know, I feel like it was still the class. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, tough. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> but, but like you said, like, you asked me a while ago, you were like, well, what kind of stuff do you do? I feel like I, I am sort of not doing some of the stuff that I feel like is replaceable. Like, at the end of the day, it's a lot more important for us to have like a clear message that is seen and then like an actionable thing for somebody to do. And that's less contingent upon like what stock image I use or what kind of iconography I use or something like that. So I feel like, I don't know if you guys saw, I think it was like a year ago, NVIDIA made this crazy thing where like you can, I'll have to find it, where you can kind of like choose a brush almost, but the brush is like waterfall. And you like draw blue and you'll like draw green and you'll draw brown and you'll draw yellow. And it will like build a picture for you with AI. And so like as soon as I saw that, I was like, damn, anybody who's out here like creating custom Photoshop pictures and stuff, like they're coming for you with AI. It just yeah. They just got I mean, it's not there yet, but it's coming. (laughs) It's all about like the design thinking, the critical thinking that really you need to like learn and we did have like a critical theory class but it's more like (laughs) thinking about like the world around us and i guess that kind of helps because well what else is the bigger biggest problem out there but the world around us right Mm -hmm. drew do you feel like people um kind of disrespect or maybe not disrespect but kind of disregard designers um viewpoints or their strategy side because they don't see them as strategists so like for example have you ever been in a project where you get called in for the at the last second to make it look yes so my first manager uh was basically like an account rep before she got a manager of our team um and i i really think that's a lot of how she viewed it and it's tough for me to know uh, cause I was still pretty green at the time. And like, I wasn't really that confident and I don't think I was thinking very strategically yet. Um, and the person that I replaced at my company, I, I heard a lot of negative things about, um, and that's why there was a position open for me to take. So it's, it's hard to know that whether or not, you know, that was just how they viewed graphic designers or that was just what they kept getting. Uh, but yeah, it was exactly like that. Like we would have a trade show event or something like that. And there'd be like eight meetings on what we were going to do at the event. And then my manager would come out of the eighth meeting and be like, all right, build this. And, and it was just like, all right, so frustrating, isn't it? This is now due in a week. And you could have told me like eight weeks ago that this was coming. And like, I could have been working on this and ideating. And like, I could have had themes for these meetings, blah, blah, blah. But now with my current manager, he's like the total opposite. So like, he'll even delegate meetings to me if he's just like, look, this is, you know, somebody's asking you eventually to make like an ebook or white paper or something like that. Like, you don't need me there. You can just go and then you're going to make the asset and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, one of the advantages of being in a corporate position like this, and I'm sure you see it even more than I do with a 50 person company is you can get in front of the decision makers. And like, if you continue to provide value and show that you're strategic, then people will start. This is actually uh, a recommendation and advice from Jim is like, if you keep showing up in meetings, then like people are going to start asking if you are going to come to the meeting. 
you know? So like people get this right. idea where they're like, all right, if I'm going to work with marketing, we're going to do an event. These people come to the meeting. And so then like every time that person mm-hmm. sets a meeting to do stuff, they bring these people to the meeting. And so then like you can kind of force yourself into these strategic areas where not only does it make your job easier because you get in you understand what people are asking for you don't have to play the telephone game you can ask any questions that you have um i can't tell you how many times it'd be like all right we need a one pager and i'm like or like all right we need a poster i'm like how big is a poster my manager would be like i don't know and i'm like well i can't like that's the first question in layout is how big like what am i doing like i can't lay something out without mm-hmm. the confines but then you also like by getting into Ooh, these meetings, Project you start Ashman. to really learn a lot more and like you grow your own professional development and you grow your career and you grow your skill set and you start to be able to like really take on your own uh, self. And like, that's what will really help you if like you want to, you know, have your own business or you want to be able to have meetings with clients and feel confident and understand what they're looking for and make suggestions and, you know, upsell or run campaigns like you got to be in these meetings even if you don't know anything, you just listen to everybody else. And then slowly, you know, you start to make suggestions. If your suggestions aren't good, they'll tell you, but like, you know, after a while you'll get a feel for it and then you can, you know, really feel like you're a valued member and like you can become strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I think Ernest could explain that even better, right? Because you're at the senior level at this point, Ernest. And so you're you're kind of guiding a lot of these meetings. Like today, I have to do a workshop meeting for a UX um, roadmap. Not only UX roadmap, but uh, just a persona and the um, user journey mapping. But um, yeah, most of the stuff that I do boils down to project management. <laughs> So it's more it's it's there is design into it but there's more yeah, there's more responsibility behind it also since, since I do work in an agency and like what Drew is saying there are last minute like cases and these are like client stuff so it's not like I could I could like give a pushback on the, these things I'm like uh yeah we the client is paying so you got you got to do what you got to do and some of them are in retainer and if you got like a retainer client, it's like you don't want to let them go because, you know, like they, they, they will be paying like almost on, on like whatever the contract says, regardless if they give you work or not give you work. Mm-hmm. But typically we, as a agency, it's our responsibility to let them know, oh, you still have like X amount of hours um, for this month. Um, you know, if you have any like design work that you y'all want us to do or comps work that you y'all want us to do, um, just let us know. just as a courtesy that you know like to let them know that you know you are paying us for this and you know giving you a heads up that there's still like this amount of hours left and uh obviously if they have something we'll we'll try to um use um whatever they want in in that last minute since it's typically at the the end of the month but but yeah like um I, I'm guessing like Drew, you're in almost like in the same boat with the project management um, since you are a, a, almost like a solo department along with other like solo departments like um, copywriters like and, zen, and such. So you have now. to kind of like um, micromanage your <laughs> so not only your now. own work, what's, but what's maybe the like the, the like gray areas also that trickles down to, um, to your uh, like, you know, vast. To your, beside you right like yeah so and i'm sure you guys feel this too is 
I feel like graphic design is one of the last parts of a project. And so like a lot of the time you get hit with the crunch because there were delays along the front end, like leadership couldn't decide what they wanted to do, or, uh, you know, you couldn't decide on what kind of messaging you wanted or what your audience was going to be or something like that. And then it's like, all right, we were going to give you a week right. to do this, but can we have it by Friday? It's Wednesday. Um, and so you, one of the things that people always talked about that I didn't really get until I started getting into this job a little more is like, you can manage up and you can manage sideways. So like at this point, I've, I've really set expectations with a lot of the people that I work with where it's like, Hey, even if you don't know what you want yet or something like that, like if you know you have something and it's due on the 16th, then like I can block out some time. So like we have these quarterly awards that we do. And ever since uh, everybody's been stuck at home, we've just been doing like zoom interviews for the awards. And uh, I donned my cap of video editing that I had very little experience with. Um, but like well, the last time we had to do it, we had like four days. Um, and it was just the, the kind of thing where you're like, okay, you know, I know this meeting is coming up. So like, I'm going to reach out and be like, hey, you know, this is coming, right? Or like, even if they don't come to you, then you're like, all right, I know this is the meeting. I know that the president wants it the day before so we can put it in his presentation. So I know that these people want it the day before and then I can block off my calendar like two days before that. So you can really sort of like manage yourself as much as possible, but then like you can try and manage the people around you too. Even if they're not managed by you, you can kind of hit them up and be like, hey, you know, are we are we starting this process? Like, can you go ahead and let me know like what assets you want and then I can start having some ideas, even if we don't know what the message is going to be or stuff like that. And you, it again, kind of helps yourself too. Cause like now I feel really comfortable, no, you know, like if somebody I came up that. to me two and a half years ago and they were like, <laughs> Hey, I want you to make a fire for me. How much would that cost? I have no idea. Cause yeah, I don't even know how long it. I'm going to take theirs. But now I know for sure, like, okay, if you're, if you're looking for like a one page flyer and you have the text, like, I know it's going to take me like three hours. And like that level of sort of like self-management, it's almost like you get like Zen and Buddhist where you're just like, yes, I know exactly how I'm going to feel today. And like, I know that I want to do this work in the morning and this work in the afternoon, and it's going to take me this long. So like, it's almost like a self-empowerment kind of thing. Playing, how much it's worth everybody to playing checkers, group playing 3D chess. 3D chess, man. Well, I think that's always, I think that's very true whenever you get specialized before you're specialized it's really not like it there's so many random variables that you just really don't know like you really you really can't say like how long like how long is this going to take or whatever and so once you get that specialization down and i mean it takes a good amount of time to to get to that point but once you're there um i i totally get that that zen <laughs> buddhist zen, zen yeah that's zone true that I, you get into. I have no idea how long it'd take me to do a logo because i never make them <laughs> And, and what do you personally wish you could have, you could be growing more in? Like, what, what do you really want to move towards? That's a good question. Uh, it's, it's not that I necessarily know, I'm going to respond to the, the latter first and then the former after, because the former is more difficult. Uh, but it's not that I know where I want to go so much as where I want to leave. And I know I don't want to be just the execution guy. Uh, cause that's where, you know, 
you you don't really have your life in your own hands all the time, so to speak. And like, it's easy for people to come up and be like, I need you to make this and I need you to clear your schedule and you got to make it right now. And it needs to look like this. You know, I want to get to the point where it's like, okay, you know, I have, I have a product and we really need to hit a splash in with this audience. And I'm going to decide how to do that. You know, like I'm going to run the ad campaign. I'm going to decide what deliverables we're going to do, what media channels we're going to go through and, you know, how we're going to market this thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it would be really cool. Uh, I'm a little scared of going to an agency because I've heard lots of bad things, but I feel like it would be really cool to be like a, a AD or a CD at an ad agency to the point where like, you know, Japanese Olympics can come to you and be like, Hey, we're doing the Olympics. What do you got? And you're like, well, let's, let's figure it out, you know? And like, you get to come up with concepts. And, and the other thing is like, uh, you're the hammer. You're the thing that gets things done. George Mason again, but you're a pawn. Uh, He always said, hire people (laughs) who are better than your graphic design. So like one of the things that's really cool. I've worked with a freelancer a little bit at DLT when we have like overflow and like being able to give something to somebody that you know is going to kill it and they like you have an idea in your head because you're a designer too right but then like they come back with something better than you imagine it's like the greatest feeling ever because you you know you you have this idea and you imagine the results of this project and then like you just get better results yeah um right and i love that idea that you can be like you know okay i have i have some concepts here are the ideas and then somebody to come back with the killer execution and you're like this is incredible like mm. this is exactly what we need uh and what i never knew i wanted mm. but i need it you know jim van meer the great mason sage <laughs> of Ma- of design <laughs> Uh, but I, oh, yeah. so I think the, the first question you asked was, is there a lot of growth for corporate? Uh, and I think that depends. So th- one of the, the easy answer I think is, is no, uh, with a caveat. So like at, if you're at a place and there's 50 graphic designers and 30 of them are bottom tier and you have 15 seniors and three managers and an AD and a CD, then it's really easy to be like, okay, you know, I can just take one of their spots if they leave, or, you know, maybe we'll grow and we'll add on another person, whatever. But if you're the only person and the next person above you does PR and marketing and brand management, then like, I can't take his position if he leaves. And like, it's, it's hard to see us growing a three person team big enough that like, you know, there'd be some kind of other lateral, but if by -hmm. the same point, you know, there's only three people. So if you make a big splash and you start to grow your business and you're like, okay, well, you know, I realize I can create value for clients and I can charge money for it. And then you bring in like a hundred K in a year. Then you're like, well, if I think I can grow this to 200 K next year, then that's double. So you should hire me another person and they'll work with me. And then we'll continue to grow this business. And so then like you kind of make yourself a manager and like grow that position. So I, I think like in terms of Jonathan, I bet if you stay there like five years and I know it's a startup, but like if you guys really hit it off, then like you could easily become like the digital manager or like the UX manager in terms of like all of the corporate stuff. Like you're running the app, you're running the website, you're running internal communications, you're running the dashboard. And then like maybe there's a marketing person right. that's doing external communication stuff. But, you know, as you continue to grow and you take on more responsibility than like you've got to fill underneath you and you're the senior person, you, you understand mm-hmm. the vision and the trajectory, then like 
it's not so much that you go up as like you just grow bigger and like continue to like fill in underneath you. Yeah. No. No, that that makes total sense. Yeah. No. I I I think that that you've hit what a lot of people uh, or a lot of designers hit once they get a few years in when they realize I don't want to be the execution mm-hmm. guy. I want to be I want to do strategy. Like I want I want to be the strategic side because that's the part that your brain actually gets to be used, right? Like most execution is just like you just waiting for this thing to be finished after your brain just like it just auto does it right yeah it, yeah you just hit the hammer against the blade and then eventually it's in the right shape and you're done you know yeah mm-hmm. 10 more swords <laughs> i mean it's the same for agency like um what drew is saying it's like just providing value to the company but i feel like yeah it is much easier in an agency because you know that is the bread and butter of an agency like the department but okay let's but, say well drew has a good point like if you get if you feel like you are potential at the company or your worth at the company is so valuable i feel like you can ask for certain things correct like certain privileges, even maybe become a partner because you help, like you said, you help grow this company to, a, let's just say a multi-million dollar company, whatever, right? You deserve that. You help that company reach that goal. And from there, you know, it's, it's all in the paperwork, right? It's all about relationship and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Or do you, th- mm, uh, let me add on to that real quick. Or do you feel like at one point you feel like you need to leave because you've just, you've, you've filled out as much as you can do in your position. And then because they don't have a higher tier position for you that you can realistically accomplish, like you have to get like, go like, which, which I guess. uh, Well, I'll use, I'll use my, my company about like eight months ago as an example. And then I'll use what I imagine your company is like as an example. So uh, in your example, Jonathan, and I, I just want to reiterate, you know, the the way that you get resources and the way that you grow, uh, this is the marketer in me, it's all about value, which in most cases is dollars, right? But value, value to customers is dollars. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're working on, again, I'll say you're working on an app, you're working on a dashboard for your product, and you're working on your website. Uh, I would say your website of those three things is probably the least valuable, which I feel like sounds counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but in reality, people are paying for your product. And so if your dashboard is like really good, uh, like I'll use Tableau for an example, they do like data management and stuff like that. Um, and they're super easy to use and they, and they can do all this really cool, awesome stuff with reporting. And so like one of their main value differentiators, like the reason that people buy Tableau versus other companies that do what they do is because they're so easy to use and their dashboard's so great and it's intuitive and all that. So I feel like if you stick with your company for like two years and you just nail this dashboard and like every time somebody comes in with new feedback or you add on another product or something like that, you just like continue to enhance this dashboard and like all the customers love it, then like you're providing insane value to your company. Whereas like, it's very easy to be like, all right, I need a new website. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire somebody to do it. I'm going to pay them hundred K. I don't really give a shit. A website's a website. I don't believe in marketing. I'm stupid executive, whatever. But like the executive can't say mm-hmm. that your product isn't important. Like that's all that you're doing. 
So it's easy for you to be like, look, this dashboard's going really great, like, but I need two more people. Then it's really easy for you to get those resources. Whereas like in my case, a lot of the marketing we provide is free. So it's hard to be like, look, I'm getting overwhelmed. You know, we have too many assets. I need you to spend money so that I can continue to stay afloat. And it's like, okay, so you want me to spend money and I'm not going to make more money. Like you're just asking for a cost to the business. I don't really want to do that. Are you sure there's not right. something you can do to be more efficient? You know, that's kind of how the conversation goes. Um, so I, I think it depends on what you're doing and the value to the business. Um, so in, in my case, I was having trouble advocating for myself because what I did for my company at a base level was just like checking a box. And so it was up to me to kind of like find other ways that I could actually provide value to the company so that I could find myself in a situation that you might be in where it's like, look, you can't just replace me with another designer that's just going to churn out requests that come in. Like, I understand the lifeblood of this business. I understand our goals. I understand what we're trying to do. Like, I'm the one that you want to keep and I'm the one that you want leading this thing. And like, that's where you can find yourself like really pushing forward and like going up, you know? Right. Yeah. Making yourself but it's hard, set. especially as a graphic designer, because we're just trained to execute, you know? That's tough. You have to get out of that. Like uh, at one point or another, I think every designer has to kind of get out of their, their execution zone, like execution phase and get into the like, no, I want to do more than this. Like it, it, you almost have to at one point or another, otherwise you're not going to, if you, if you don't want to do anything other than execute, you probably won't grow as much. You got to think <laughs> to the future. Yeah. You're going to, you need to be a clair, clairvoyant. <laughs> you got to think above the execution what's after <laughs> some people are really good at execution yeah. though, you know i know someone who works at sonos and all hey, he i does know that guy too all day. Oh, God. All he does is sonos. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so drew any like um advice for like new like designers or designers that are trying to pivot but to the corporate like life yeah so i think what was really surprising to me in my job interview is that, you know, people looked at my portfolio, but it wasn't, that wasn't the most important thing to them. That was almost like checking the box. They were like, can you execute? Yes, no. Uh, what they're really looking for a lot more is the strategy and the soft skills. So, I mean, it, you know, toss out words that everybody puts in their job resumes, but like, you know, they're looking for the self-starter. They're looking for people that don't require a ton of management. And ultimately, they'd love you to be uh, what I call a business owner, meaning that like, if you are the only person in graphic design, then every single problem that your company has, like you've got to own, you've got to tell people that it's a problem, and you've got to solve it. Uh, and there's a lot of power there, but there's a lot of responsibility too. And so like, they want to find somebody that they know they can trust with that kind of stuff. So like, speak a lot more to outcomes. Um, you know, talk about things that you can do rather than like what you have done and and more of like the the impact that they're causing or how you solve the problem and less about how like, you know, oh, well, this is our color palette. So I made it look like this. And then I found this cool picture of the sun because our color palette's yellow. Like, unless you're talking to another designer, that's not really what they're interested in. And with that, we'll see you on the next one. 
This episode is edited and produced by Ernest Chua and brought to you by the Alpine Black team. This podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.